Just a little bit. Oh, oh. We like the cars. The cars that go boom. We <laughs> La Tigra. And but come on, everybody. Yeah. No, not just no, me. I've, I don't know. Uh, it was all of those in a row. Yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, we were kind of kind of dragging a little bit, and then we uh, listened to a little bit of En Vogue and got the uh, got the juices flowing. And I think we're ready. We freed our mind, and now our asses will follow. Oh, you need another coke before we start? No, I'm good. You don't need some more coke? I'm good. All right, well, I'm going to do one then. All right. How's that key smell? Oh, man. All right, so we should really edit that. God damn it. I just blew a good intro. <laughs> Can't leave that in. That was hilarious. Come on. I'll leave it in. Anyway. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Horror Vomit. We talk about horror movies so you don't have to. My name is Chris Pfaff, and I'm your host. And joining me today is the silliest of the billies. T. He. Uh, also known as James Moreno. <laughs> and, oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> hey, I pegged it this time. Hey, fucking, fucking listen, everyone. Listen. Open your fucking ears and listen to me right now. Because we're going to be talking about Maggie. <laughs> oh my great oogly moogly. Maggie. <laughs> 2015's Maggie. <laughs> Written by John Scott Three. Directed by Henry Hobson, starring Abigail Breslin as the titular Maggie, Julie Richardson as Caroline Vogel, and the big one, the big guy, old Arnold Schwarzenegger himself as Wade Vogel. Yes, a bastion of the Midwest, old Arnold. Yeah, yeah. See? All right. (laughs) Oh, God, this is bad. I got... I got two things right up front here. My Do man. tell. So the second one will dovetail into it nicely into a plot description. The biggest problem with this film, to my mind, is Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> because oh. okay, this is not an action film. This isn't really horror-y, even though it's supposed to be. Yeah, there's no and there there, really. It's supposed to be a really dark, dramatic film. And all right, Arnold's doing a great job. He's acting. Yeah, he's, he actually is emoting. He's, he's doing fine. Mm-hmm. He cried and everything. But, but his presence is so goddamn jarring in every single scene that you cannot take your eyes off of like, yeah, all this stuff is happening. That's fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yep. And what, what is it about 90 and he had jet black hair too it was great <laughs> so the one thing that I do kind of appreciate that they didn't do in this they didn't give him some outrageous name Vogel could be is a Germanic last name Wade it could have been whatever the fuck it is in Austria and it's just easier for Americans to say Wade so they didn't give him the outrageous you know <laughs> Detective John Kimball like no you are not <laughs> absolutely <laughs> no, I I was really working hard at the beginning of this movie to want to like it so that I could get through it because it was a slog. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, his presence, it's like, first of all, it's set in the Midwest, but nobody has the same accent in this entire movie. Oh, God. Not it's... one family member has the same right. accent I, I, as the other family member. Yeah. They didn't even try to hide it. They didn't try to anything. There's Southern, Austrian, somewhat Midwest, kind of a Pennsylvania, you wonders, all different kinds of accents in one house. It was bad. And... The thing is, like, again, he's not doing bad, but he still delivers his lines like he's Arnold Schwarzenegger. 
There's mm-hmm. the one part where when they encounter the zombies in like the little clearing. Yeah. So we'll get into that whole fucking oh, ordeal. Jesus. But he does the thing where he doesn't say lines like a person. He says them like Arnold Schwarzenegger, where he says, "Go, just go." Like without hardly any pause in it, like, all right, man. Yeah, he was yeah, in a different you, movie. That's an Arnold line. This is not an Arnold thing. All right. So, all right. We've established we'll, Arnold we'll, is we'll, the We'll come back to that. Arnold is the problem. Because we can, we can kind of hit on that all the way through. So here's my biggest problem, I think, with this film. And there are lots. We'll okay. Well, I can't wait to find out what the biggest problem you have for this okay, film is. So... You and I both occasionally write things, not for any publications. Not, not for, for giggles. Yeah, just for something to do, creative, you know, stretching, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, and this is something that's been kind of rattling around in my head because, you know, I had an idea that I had told you about involving cannibalism. We're not going to go into it. But it's but, good. But I think this movie exemplifies that just because you have an idea that is clever doesn't mean that it is a good idea (laughs) because the way I read this film, they were taking just your typical girl with cancer story and no, they couldn't sell it. So they had to put a veneer of horror on it and prop it Mm -hmm. up as a horror film. But if they would have sold it that way, no, what I'm saying, their original idea was a story of a girl with cancer. That's how I read it. And they knew that they couldn't sell that. Oh. So they decided to put a, a, just a blanket over top of it of horror and turn it into a zombie movie and try and make it an introspected zombie film. Okay. That's why I felt all that euthanasia. allegory. Again, it's a clever idea, but it's not good for an entire story. Gotcha. And because the story falls apart almost immediately, they, the world is inconsistent. It's a jumbled fucking mess. And it just has that stink of, we wrote a different movie and realized that we couldn't really sell it as that. And I thought they were trying to be mysterious. Now it makes better sense. They didn't really outright tell you, oh, this, you know, the zombie happened this exact way, it got bit by whatever, and this yeah. happened. No, it drops it, us right into the middle of the it's world. It's all vague, and oh my God, I had a hugest issue with the stupidest thing. What do they call them? They're not going to call them zombies. They can't call them the walking dead. They could have just called them the infected or whatever. Yeah, no, I, they went with necroambulatory. Yes. They want to talk about somebody saying, hey, I wrote this. This is super cool. I want to make yeah. sure this is in the movie. They're necroambulatory. They're dead and they walk. And we didn't say it because we're clever. Uh-huh. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. All right, man. <laughs> and just, like I said, and when you take an idea, because that is a clever idea. Yeah. To put, you know, a girl who's dying in the context of a zombie infection. It's a clever idea, but then you have to build a world around it, and the world that they built around it functionally is wrong. And it's sparse. Because, yeah, every scene that we see, like, outdoors, there are cars flipped over, it's vacant, everything is dead. There was a zombie apocalypse, and we hear that infection rates were down 30%, but it is still in a state of martial law, and yada yada, all the other shit that they lay out for us. 
However, the hospitals are still up and functioning. It looks like, as usual, they've just cordoned off a wing for this infection. Mm -hmm. The police are still operating. Not even the hospital, but just their local doctor still has his practice in his same building. They... They tried to put a blanket of horror over the story and didn't fix the world to accommodate for any of that. Yeah, part of me went that part of it was uh, just small town stuff. I mean, almost all small town things are self-sufficient in that way. So if everything else went to shit, they've got enough to actually, you know, take care of themselves. That's a usual small town mentality. So I could kind of go with that. It didn't pull me out at all. But... Nobody in this world, it seemed like they slapdash had to put reactions onto people that didn't fit what was happening in the world. Everybody around these zombies seems to... Kind of nonplussed about it? Yeah. Yeah, the zombies, yeah, you know, my my cousin got the the illness and uh, they just brought him to the quarantine hut. Yeah, and okay, so this film begins with... Abigail Breslin wandering around the city. She gets taken in by troops, which we're never given an explanation as to why she's wandering around a city, why she ran away from home, why her character did what she did. It doesn't make any goddamn sense because she's what at least 16, old enough to know that when the dead are coming back to life, you don't just bounce from home where it's safe. She has no motivation ever laid out in this film to have left. Except to spare her family from her illness. No, because she got bit when she left. They find her out and about and she's been bit. I got confused. I thought she left because she'd gotten bit. I don't think so. Uh, This, well, yeah, this movie is mm, confusing sometimes too. But yeah, I I never understood her motivation for that. Um, or why she didn't, oh, they brought me home, I can leave again, if that was, if she was really trying to get away from her family and really wanted to spare him. Uh-huh. Could have left at any time. Could have just picked up and gone. So, then we learn the doctor at the hospital is discharging her into Arnold's care. Mm-hmm. Oh, which, I've got something to say about oh, this. Oh, let's go. Because okay. <laughs> I am all fired up. I didn't, I didn't really know a whole lot about small towns till I worked here in this small town. And there's a, something to be said about in small towns, names mean things like, Hey, you know, you're, you're, you're Joe Blow from the blows that run, you know, yeah, half the, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So names carry weight. And I saw a lot of that in this movie. Well, we're going to, the police let this pass because it's Wade. You know, Wade's a good guy. He's one of us. We know he'll do the right thing. There's a lot of rules being bent. Everybody else, hey, you better get that person into quarantine. But it's old Wade, and that's kind of, you know, that's one of those things where I'm like, ooh, that's kind of... Right, but in the what I'm saying is that is right that's meaning. all good yeah. and fine, but in a small town, it doesn't... A small town's never been faced with the dead... Coming back to life and feeding on the corpses of the living. Right, but we can take a look at, you know, just right now, how quickly, no matter how bad things get, that we adapt and don't give a fuck. Again, I've thought about that, though. But the coronavirus is bad and dangerous and whatever else it is. Also, is not the dead coming back to life to feed on the Mm. living. But right around this time, Ebola was out. And that might have been 
But also, that is not the reanimated corpses of the dead coming alive. Like I said. No, I got you. I got you. This, it, they tried to make it too folksy. And again, it would have fit great with, you know, this small town if a girl had cancer and everybody coming by and saying, oh, well, she needs to be in a hospital rather mm-hmm. than here. I get that. <clears throat> but when you try and slap zombies onto it, I think that changes people's perspective a lot. So. <laughs> This movie was, a, honest to God, originally supposed to be, or is this our theory? No, that's my theory, because well, it, it fits. hits all the fucking beats. <laughs> because, yeah, this this movie, oh, I, I, okay, no, we can so, talk about an hour later. No, so we're at the doctor at the beginning. The okay, doctor yeah, yeah. in the emergency room, or the quarantine ward, whatever the fuck it is, mm-hmm. tells him, I wouldn't discharge somebody with this severe of a bite, but this is a friend, uh, uh, not a friend, uh, I'm not sure. A favor what. to, I forget the guy's name, not Wade, uh, the doctor. Yeah, but I don't remember his name. Yeah, and God, well, you're very helpful. Uh, anyway. I call people by what they look like, like horse face. You're going to ask me a name? So anyway, he says, I'm only doing this as a favor to this man that we haven't met yet. Vern, that's Vern. his name. We're doing this as a favor to Vern, or I'm doing this as a favor to Vern. No fucking medical professional... When the the dead are coming back to life, is going to say, eh, go ahead and go home. Just make sure you get her back before whenever. Yeah, but I looked at it more as a moral dilemma. The Hippocratic Oath says do no harm, right? Well, the cure, or the cure, what kills the uh, the uh, zombies, yeah, is incredibly painful and horrific. Or, you know. Kill them. It goes against both ways. Either way, you can't win on this. So okay, but the, he's going with the easier route for his conscience, maybe. So this also undermines part of the story later when she meets the other zombie kid. What it did that <laughs> at the zombie bonfire? Yeah, did did that kid's dad or whoever also know another doctor, and they're just letting zombies go willy nilly? What the fuck? Ah. <laughs> uh, the zombie bonfire. And also, that's the other thing, is when they go see their actual family doctor, he tells them to shoot his fucking daughter in the head. Yep. In no circumstances would anybody say, yeah, just go ahead and take your kid home and old yeller them when they start getting too sick. Get the fuck out of my face, movie. Well, like I said, you can either do the painful way, I wouldn't suggest that, or you can use your gun. We yeah. didn't say that, but he pointed at it. Yeah. No, <laughs> absolutely not. They're not just gonna let you do any of that in the event that once again the dead are rising and feasting on the corpses. Ugh. And again, one the only interesting question this entire movie posed for me is when you consider life ended. When does the person stop and the life ends? When is when does that husk? stop being a human and being a complete cannibal. And that was that was the only interesting about this thing about this movie is they had to make the decision are they still in there or are they not? If they're not then morally it's okay to whack them. Otherwise that that's the only thing that kept my interest through this whole movie was the decisions based on when they decided that that was no they were no longer alive. Right. And I found there to be two reasonable people in this entire film. 
Holt, the one cop who wants to go fucking take Maggie out of there. Oh, yeah. Because he's flat out telling his, what, his boss it must be, that, you know, no, we need to get her out of here and get her to the quarantine zone because she is an infected zombie person. And you know what almost happened with the other guy's kids? Uh Uh-huh. It was the guy and the kid that showed up. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, they were obviously worried about an outbreak in the small town because there's no help coming. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. <clears throat> so we're getting off track. Uh, they get home from the hospital and she has a heartfelt talk with her little brother. Well, I guess first we learned that uh, she is a child from a previous marriage. Right. That, that was when we first find out, yeah, that that's stepmom. Yeah. Yeah, the Jolie Richardson, and they have two younger children that they're sending away because they know that Maggie is infected and they don't want any harm to come to their other children. So her and the Bobby kid have a heartfelt conversation where she says, I miss you, kiddo. (laughs) Uh, You're going to die, ain't you? Yeah, yeah. And there's so much about this movie. There's the part where she says, you know, well... You and Caroline, and he says, we, me and Caroline know the precautions. Like, okay, still, you have a zombie living in your home. What the fuck are you talking about? I don't know who's going to stand watch? You got to sleep sometime. Yeah. And it just, it blows my mind still. I know I already said this, that anybody would allow a parent to hold on to their child. That's pretty much just saying, no, I want to be the one to shoot my kid. Well, and it's also (laughs) been stated in other zombie movies, if you're going to do that, chain them up. Do Uh something. Put a restraint. Wrap something around their waist. Give them a harness. Do anything. Well, no, just let them walk around. I mean, they're acting like they used to act. Yeah. And they are speaking the way they normally speak, but... We don't know when exactly they're going to bite your throat out. So yeah. buy a leash. Because they say that, well, you know, sometimes it comes on faster or slower. Like when she's cooking and the whole finger thing will oh, we'll oh, fucking yeah. get there. But they say on the radio, you know, sometimes it comes on faster or slower depending on the person. So there is no way to know when your zombie significant other child cousin friend that you live with when they're going to turn at no point would any regulatory body allow you small town or not there would be military police in every hospital Mm -hmm. no one would allow you to take a sick person who has a zombie bite home and then that you're just going to turn them back over to go into the quarantine zone. Or concurrently, there is no active government and they're making their decisions based on what they got. Yeah. And so things are starting to loosen up. And again, everything is... It seems to be up and running just fine. There's radio, there's police, there's shit going on. Like, man. Yeah, but they they, they kind of spoke to that with the generators, etc. Although, I want to know where they're getting all that gas to uh, fire up the generators uh-huh. in that truck. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, the more I think about it, the shittier this movie is. And I didn't like it to start with, but no, I'm liking it even less now. And so, how dare it call itself a horror movie? That's... Uh, 
How dare it? it because it's zombies, which automatically throws it in that genre, I, which is a, a real bummer. I've got a super low bar from being scared. I get scared on nothing. And even the gore scenes in this, I'm like, well, granted, I'm starting to become a nerd a little bit. But the, even the gore scenes in here, I was just like, is that all there's going to be? That's I've been waiting for a zombie. Come on. Right. This is what I got. I will say, in this movie's defense, the zombies look good. They the, did. The zombie effects makeup that they did for these, they look real good in the three scenes that we see them. Yes, and they actually look like they're decomposing like actual dying yeah. bodies as opposed to being all fleshed up but walking funny. They look like their musculature has is atrophied. They look like, you know, yeah. real what you would expect zombies to look like. So... Where were we in the plot? She gets home, and a bunch of boring shit happens. All right. Like the rest of this movie. Let's jump to the finger scene. Uh, I hated this entire scene from the setup to the completion. Mm Mm-hmm. Her swinging on the swing because she's back home, and it's a child that we know is going to die, and she's trying to recapture her childhood. She's swinging on her swing. Oh, they're beating us with the emotion bat. While Jolie Richardson is cutting up the weirdest, grossest ass looking tomatoes I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, what the fuck? They live on a farm. You can't tell me they couldn't find better tomatoes. No. It, oh, wait. Nothing's growing. Remember, they're burning all the crops. Maybe yeah, that's what was left. We're, again, we're going to get to that because okay. that it does it has no effect on anything. But... We okay. can see everything, though. So, Scatterbrain, she's on the swing, and she's wearing her black combat boots and a white dress, and the camera's stationary, watching her swing in slow motion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, all right, man. <laughs> I know you think that's an artful shot, but this looks real stupid. This looks like a Summer's Eve commercial from the 70s. Julie Richardson's cutting up shitty tomatoes. She notices that there's an empty swing, and she finds Maggie about eight feet away, nowhere. She couldn't have got... If she had passed out on the swing, there's no way her body could have been where they found her. Or laying in the position they found it in. (laughs) Nope. My God. So, she has broken her finger, and it looks bad. That was the effects makeup that looked real bad. Yeah. I had hurt looking at. Yeah. Like... It, it looked real fake. Like I said, it, the uh, zombie makeup was good, but the way that that looked, it looked bad the way they Oh, did when it. they pulled, yeah. The first part when it first bent looked real, but then when it split, I'm like, uh. Yeah. So, <laughs> Jolie Richardson goes to call their family doctor, which she says out loud, I'll go call our family doctor. <laughs> Thank you, exposition. Yeah. And so Maggie runs over to the cutting board, cuts her finger off, and flicks it into the garbage disposal. disposal. Which, okay, there's a bunch of gross stuff, but the idea of a zombie finger in my garbage disposal where I prepare food really fucks with me a lot. I'm granted having a zombie in the house, yes, but having a zombie finger ground up where I make food, Mm -hmm. yeah, it just fucks with me really bad. Uh Uh-huh. So... (laughs) To account for this newly chopped off finger... Oh, she, she puts decides, on that glove. She, she decides to run through the woods Aye. and pick up a glob of dirt and squeeze it. 
Yeah, I didn't get that. Okay, to stanch the blood. What was she doing? Let's go back over this again. Because, uh, yeah, she impossibly falls off of a swing. Right. This is all in one sequence. Falls off a swing impossibly. We watched the same movie, right? For no reason, cuts her finger off. Mm-hmm. And then squeezes dirt on it. But here's the thing: she didn't squeeze dirt on it. She just picked it up and held. A fistful of dirt. I looked. You could still see the nub of her finger. She wasn't pressing it into the dirt to stop bleeding. She wasn't doing anything but squeezing a handful of fucking dirt. I hate this movie even more now. <laughs> I didn't think it was possible, but yeah, you just dialed that up a little bit. Can you me. come up with a, an explanation for any of the things that happened in this three to five minute sequence. No, but because of my habit of trying to make myself find something interesting in a movie, especially if I have to watch it, I'm like, it's stanching the flow of i There's something going on there. But now that you mention it, nothing. She just picked up the dirt for yeah. absolute fuck all. And then it's not done because she runs into, we learn his name is Nathan and the little girl zombie. And that's where Arnold takes care of business. They don't show him killing either of these zombies. Yep. You know, and every every death or kill seems to be off screen, if I remember correctly. I think those are the only two. Right. I can't remember an actual on-screen death. No, there wasn't. Because what was the rating on this movie? PG-13. Oh, if I'd have known that, I would have expected a little less zombie. But still, there could have been anything that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's... God, there is less happening here than any other movie I've ever complained about, ever. There, but. Nothing. Again, the zombie effects on that little girl, because they say later that she's like four years old. Really? Oh, man. The zombie effects on that little girl were fucking perfect. Oh, yeah. Because that was the one time during the whole movie I was actually spooked. Uh-huh. When the light came up and you saw the father and daughter standing there. Uh-huh. I was just like... Because I was like, oh, this is the movie. This is the part of the song where it's going to start kicking in right now. And I kept waiting for more zombies to come over the horizon. I was waiting for Arnold to pull out that shotgun and go ham. Nothing. Nope. Because I had absolutely no knowledge before I saw this movie. Anything it was about except there were zombies and Schwarzenegger in it. Yeah. So I, of course, built up an entirely different movie in my head. This was nowhere near that cool movie. That's where we're introduced to the cops, too. And again, Holt, the one police officer, is the only one of the only people in this film who acts reasonably in saying, like, no, we need to take her in. Like, I understand that you guys are pals and that you go way back, but come on, Wade. Yeah, but even that fight scene between Schwarzenegger that's, that's and that's him. Bit. Yeah, I'm just like, it's. We'll, we'll talk about it then, but I'm like, it's lackluster like everything else in this movie. And then we get the... I, I, I'm losing track because I didn't take notes for this. I didn't but either, but the, the movie was the, so long and okay. dragged out. There. All the jabs at Jolie Richardson being the stepmother. Yeah. What the fuck? You're absolutely 100% reasonable. There, there's no time in that movie where you're like, oh, what a bitch. Yeah, when she comes down or when Maggie comes down for dinner and she says, Maggie, where are your bandages? And she, you know, throws this big hissy fit. Well, I'm glad I came down for dinner. And Julie Richardson's just like, I just can't look at it knowing what's going to happen to her. And she's played off as being a bitch. Like, no. Yeah. She was completely in the right. Or remember when she was bringing her food near a little later and she had those scissors in her hand? Uh-huh. I'd have been like, I wouldn't have had scissors. It would have been something bigger. Uh-huh. Because you don't know when she's going to turn. 
And then they give her shit about her cooking, too. Well, yeah. It's supposed to be like, yeah, again, this stupid conservative mindset of just like the, oh, oh, mom made a bad dinner. Get it? It's funny. Like, no. <laughs> All right. This isn't fucking leave it to beaver. Pieces yeah. of shit. Uh, but yeah, and there, even when she took the other kids out near the, near the, or when she took the kids away, because she was worried about, she was worried that a zombie was going to eat the kids that were still alive 100%. Yep. Not the kid that was 70% dead, but the kids were 100% alive. Let's keep them okay. Let's not get them zombied. No. And we're supposed to dislike this character because, again. Because she's showing actual real world concern. Right. The and it, fuck out of and here. And I can see that from both sides of parentage. I'm like, well, A, I wouldn't want to shoot any of my kids, even if I knew they were zombies. However, comma, I would not begrudge anybody leaving my house. I'd be like, yeah, we got a zombie in the back room. You might not want to be here. No. And I would not be surprised. In fact, I would be surprised if you decided to have coffee. I'd be like, you know, there's a zombie right there, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's... This... Yeah. (laughs) And then it's, again, portrayed as her being a bitch at the end when she leaves. Yeah, I don't... Again... And she... Yeah, because Arnold brings up the, well, what if it was Molly or, or Bobby? She says, after all this time, you still think it's about that? No. Right. You said I'd raised, I'd raised uh, Abigail since she was little. Yeah. It's, yeah. Mm. It's fucking frustrating. It's, it's even more irritating in retrospect because I didn't see that. So here's one of the parts, too, where another person reacts reasonably. And it's one of my favorite scenes in the whole film. Hmm. When they go to the doctor's office and they're sitting in the waiting room. And there's the two kids down playing on the floor, looking through, you know, the magazines or playing with the kids' toys that are in doctor's offices. And Maggie takes off her sunglasses, and she's clearly a zombie. And the mother says, you know, yells to her children, you know, get over here right now, right now. The look that Arnold Schwarzenegger gives her is that disapproving, like, if you were staring at a bald girl with cancer and pulled your kids away. The, (laughs) how dare dare you <laughs> how dare you look at my daughter like that well maybe it's because she's a fucking flesh-eating monster you dipshits her eyes are completely grayed over she's got a separating black wound on her arm her face flesh looks dead she's missing a finger and you're going to be mad at me for having my kids go you oh no 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 Come on, you know, Arnold, you know you're bringing a zombie into the doctor's office. Everybody knows what a zombie is. It's not like you're bringing the first one to the doctor's office. no, this has been going on. How dare you even be offended by that? Yeah. Honestly, that woman has every right to be offended that you brought that thing Mm. to this public place. Take him out to the back through the zombie entrance, something. At least put a fucking leash on it. Absolutely. A harness. Keep a fucking leash on your zombies, everyone. That's right. Don't be an inconsiderate cunt. (laughs) Fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. And now you know, and knowing is half the battle. All right, we're going to get to the uh, zombie beach party. Oh, the zombie bonfire. What the fuck? Hey, we're going to have a high school zombie, or we're going to have a high school party with a bonfire and music and zombies. Well, because Allie, her friend, shows up and says, well, you're still coming out with us tonight. We're going to have one last, oop, not one last, didn't mean to say that. Uh, We're going to go out and have fun with our friends. 
Yeah, just, just so they could have the set piece where the guy talks shit about zombies. And there happens to be another young man there mm-hmm. who's a zombie who says, you know, well, because they're criticizing the other family because Bonnie had the one the zombies that Arnie kills right. locked in her house. Right, because she wanted a family there. Yes. Yeah. Just and, like you know, everybody else there. Yeah. <laughs> Inexplicably. But. Hey, you, you got family members of zombies? Just keep them home. It's okay. Yeah. New rule. So, this kid's explaining that, you know, what she did was wrong. And, of course, the little boy who's about to be a full-on zombie. Well, what would you have done? You know what I would do with me? I'd put a bullet right in my head. And there's nothing I hate worse than whining. You're you're a zombie. Eat the bullet, shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear whining. Yeah. Hate whining. And then he's sitting in what looks to be like just an abandoned school bus. (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't. I could not figure out that set whatsoever. I mean, I got the bonfire. I couldn't figure out what they're sitting on, in, around, because it was all tight shot. There's probably budgetary constraints there, so you didn't have to build oh, yeah. the whole campfire. But still, I'm like, I couldn't figure out what was going on in that scene. But I will have to say, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is the zombie kiss. Oh, the two zombies kiss. Aww. Because she walks in and says, like, oh, don't worry about him. He's a dick. Yeah. And then they, they relay the struggles of being a young, sick zombie. Who, oh, yeah. Who everybody looks down on. And nobody understands. Nobody understands. Aww. Mom and Dad just don't get it. We're zombies. We're doing zombie stuff. Aww. Let's kiss. Yes. Which leads to my favorite scene of the film, with her friend dropping her back off in the morning, <laughs> saying, so I'll see you next weekend, right? And they're both trying to pretend like she's not going to be a zombie. And it's played so emotionally. until Like, all right, if you're really watching this and you go, oh my gosh, look at how good of friends they are. This is so heartbreaking that, again... Okay, go ahead and ruin that for me. Go ahead, ruin it. It's that girl with cancer thing Mm -hmm. that, you know, well, we don't know if she's even going to be around next week. She says, well, I'll see you next weekend, right? I'm going to hold you to that. Aw, jeez. And then Maggie starts to walk away and she stops her and says... You know, I love you. And they give each other a big hug. And it's so sweet and heartwarming. Until you remember that one of them is a fucking flesh-eating monster. Could be chomping chunks <laughs> out of your buddy right now. It's so fucking stupid. Ah, uh, Yes. And See, you know what? Now that I think about it, <laughs> she did do the cheesiest soap opera turn where you're walking and okay. you turn back and face the room and it goes yep. back to, oh, God, that was so hackneyed. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Oh, the, um, usually the opposite happens. You can talk about a bad movie and bring me around. No. No. This is just not happening with this film. No, because this it has no originality. It's every single, like, sad, sick teenage story, but they just laid the blanket of zombie horror over top of it, mm-hmm. but didn't bother to adjust the script accordingly. Well, then again, you could take a look at it. That was a kitchen sink approach, but the shit they threw in the sink didn't work. No. And it was as if the director really didn't have any respect for you. I'll, it's a movie, Schwarzenegger's in it. They'll get it. See, all right. So 
<laughs> I know we're jumping all around, oh, but that's so how Arnold, our podcast works. Arnold did this movie for free. Yeah, I wonder who's got pictures of him doing what to who and to because, get him to do that for free. Because he loved this script so much that he decided to do it for free. Now, Arnold, being a super-duper conservative... A little. Could, yeah, you could see is how he would fall in love with this message. Of, yeah. You can't tell me what to do. I'm going to bring my daughter home, and she's going to be with her family. And I, and we decide when life starts and life ends. Yes. Which pulls up a whole different yes. stuff or right-wingy stuff. Yes, it is so packed full of conservative bullshit. And I wonder if they had to change anything to fit that. If Arnold demanded any script changes to kind of throw in some shit that he wanted. Well, and again, I think I was about 20 minutes in and because they were beating me over the head with symbolism, uh-huh. I thought it was going to be a sneaky Jesus film. You know, those Christian movies, you don't know our Christian movies till about halfway through. It's borderline. They just don't bring up the word Christian. Right. And I'm just God. like, but I keep, I kept waiting for to get really like, even more obvious i'm like maybe that's how the film got funded i don't know but it, it, i'm glad it didn't turn into like what was that uh was that movie where half the people disappear i don't know uh, it was it had uh nicholas cage in it left behind yeah that was a super christian movie oh yeah and i didn't know until about part way in and i'm like oh no Rapture. Yeah, it was a book series for yeah, well before that <laughs> I, uh, most of my past life is you know blurry yeah, oh, oh, I understand. <laughs> so, all right. So we also get the super duper hackneyed. Uh, Wait, we gotta dis- you, we gotta peg that one down a little bit because there was a lot of hackneyed. I, shit I'm, in I'm it. getting to okay. it. Thank you. Um, the Arnold and Abigail Breslin, while he's working on his truck, and he's telling her how strong her mother was, and that. He always, she always wanted me to read more, and I was always too busy. And you remind me so much of your mother. You're so strong, just like her. Oh, she's a monster. She's a <laughs> zombie, buddy. And preface that, though, they were, prior to that, they were talking about why he kept that old truck. Well, no, the other trucks were working. This one is working. And yeah. she pulled it together. You're the truck dad. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just wanted to beat the television. Well, my I wanted to beat my phone. I'd throw I throw it against the wall. I'm like, come on. Well, just because this movie made me feel additionally dumb while watching this, I think it was the second time, because I watched these a few times for this show, I felt the dumbest I have ever felt because I said aloud to no one, man, I want to punch this movie in the face. <laughs> And that is the stupidest opinion to have, but it's still accurate. Well, it was it was visceral. It was visceral. There's more, there were parts of this movie where I was just like, just fucking no. No, just no. And we'll get to the part that bothered me the most. Go on. That would have made this a good movie. We're, we're jumping all around anyway. Fucking lay it on me. Okay. We get to the part where she says, hmm, something smells good. You know, what's cooking? And nobody's cooking. Oh, she's smelling dear old mom or yeah. mother-in-law. And Jolie Richardson's response made no goddamn sense. Well, maybe it, your dad's cooking. Yeah. Well, it's probably your father cooking up something that you're not supposed to have. Right. Well, uh, like methamphetamine. What are, what are they <laughs> what? keeping from her? She's a zombie. If yeah. she ate dog kibble, hey, you like it? Here you go. Yeah. Just don't eat me. Yeah. Just fucking. 
Let her feast on horse and crank. Who gives a shit? I know you got two weeks. Live it up. But yeah, no, that didn't make sense. But that leads to near the very end of the movie when she you can see her walk downstairs and see her black veined feet and you can tell she's so far along. She can barely breathe. She's wheezing. Uh-huh. Everything is labored and she goes down the steps and Arnold's laying there in an easy chair with his shotgun across his lap and dozing, right? She walks up. Because that's the way you want to remember the final days of your daughter, having to live in fear. With your shotgun. <laughs> so she walks in, starts sniffing him. And her head cocks in weird angles, like, oh, like she's good. And I'm like, okay, this movie is going to get good now. This movie. She kisses him on the head and walks upstairs. If she would have just fucking bit his head like an apple. She doesn't run upstairs. Or no, upstairs. I thought she went she up runs the, outside to the daisy patch in the no, movie. No, I ends. thought she went upstairs to the roof. I thought she was going to off herself. I, the last thing I remember is she ran out to the daisy patch where, I, I thought that she, she planted for her mother. I thought I saw, and, and okay, I'm just going back, but I thought the movie cut to that and then cut to her having visions of her mother and walking hand in hand with her mother but not being in the patch. And I thought she was on the roof where she was oh, talking to the other. It fucking could be, man. Because in my head, she, she offed herself so her old man didn't have to. I couldn't tell what happened. Oh, because that's either way, that's not a healthy relationship to have. No, no, not at all. Which is why this movie sucks even more. But if she would have just took a bite out of his fucking head, this would have been, I, I would have yeah. dealt with all the other bullshit. Thank you. Yeah. Brains on the floor, zombie gore. Yeah. Blood on the, the walls. The police come back to check up on him and she's eating him. Roll credits. That would have made this movie, I would have spent an hour and 45 minutes yep. going, okay, it paid off. Thank you. Because at least that would have had some message. Mm-hmm. Some, like, look, you know, terminal illness, it sucks, but it's futile. Right. You have to accept whatever. Yeah. And if not, it'll kill you. That would have been a great message to have. Instead, this movie's not for anyone. It says nothing. They took a narrative that you could really, really have something to say mm-hmm. in the middle of this, but instead they packed it full of conservative bullshit and it ends on nothing. Well, you know, the funny thing is, once I started thinking about that, I heard a bunch of dog whistle stuff in this movie. Upon going back, I'm like, oh, oh, uh-huh. oh. Yeah, I I wish I had been able to spend a little more time to talk about or to write down some of my ideas I had. But yeah, that that is it, it was getting pretty right. I'm like, oh, dear. yeah. And like I said, and it's all just nonsense because it would have played out fine in a real world situation. But you add zombies and you effectively change the world. People are not going to be behaving the exact same way. People are not going to be super duper lenient, whether they've known you for years or not, about you harboring a flesh-eating monster. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you can throw in all the emotion that you want in a zombie film. And you know what? Again, it was a good try. It was a clever idea that was executed very poorly. I hope it didn't ruin it for anybody else, though. But I, I don't think that there's a good avenue to take with that about trying to make an emotional zombie flick. I don't get it because in the end, it's still a flesh-eating monster that poses an immediate danger. I've never seen it posited well, though. I've, there was another movie like uh, Zombies in Love or something that tried to take that or Zombie Boyfriend or something. And, but that was more a comedic tag. 
Yeah, like I said, there's Fido, where they keep zombies as pets. Uh-huh. That's an entertaining... It, yeah, it's a stupid premise, but it was funny, so you kind of forget about all mm-hmm. that. They tried to be so goddamn serious with this film that it it exemplifies everything that is wrong with trying to take a zombie movie and make it heartwarming. Right. And the other thing, too, is, uh, like, had they maybe balanced a little more, maybe brought a little more scary to show how bad the zombie thing really is. Yeah. And how it made the town more insular and pulled together, and maybe that would make more sense that we're going to take care of our own because we're not going to send... We don't know what they're doing in those hospitals over there. Yeah. We know what we're doing here. Now, that would have been a different movie. That would have been a more interesting movie. Yes. But they didn't go that tact either. Because to do that, you would have to cut out the hospital. Because like we said, in a situation like that, there's going to be military police or some sort of Mm -hmm. government agency there keeping track of everyone who is infected. Mm -hmm. It's going to be well monitored. It's not going to be a, oh, well, we're going to discharge you, but make sure you bring her back in two weeks. Scout's honor. Shh. Don't tell anybody, and, okay? And that's what, and like, and that's what five minutes in, and mm-hmm. it breaks the movie completely for me because, all right, I understand zombies aren't real, but if you're gonna try and make a zo- grounded zombie film, that is the opposite of the way that you should do it immediately. I, you know, come to think of it, it should have been him hiding her the entire time, mm-hmm. and then th- which would have justified the fight with the police, and it would have been a more interesting movie yet again. Uh huh. There, we just fixed your movie in five minutes. Well, let's put it this way. Well, I'll use Stakeland as an example. That movie was inhabited. That movie was thought out. Everything fit somewhere, and everything meant something. They spent a lot of time thinking about what's inside this movie. Even if it never showed up, even if you never noticed it, they put that in there. They thought about this movie that we just watched. Like Stakeland, it doesn't make any sense, really, but its internal logic is sound. The rules of the movie are sound. This specific movie was like they tentpoled four ideas and there was no substance inside. It wasn't inhabited at all. There was n- they didn't put as much thought behind the story or behind anything to even keep your interest. No. And that's what I felt. And I actually, now that I think about it, I feel insulted by this movie. Like, do you think I'm stupid? Do you think what I, I'm here to have an enjoy? There was nothing here for me. Because everything that they bring up is such surface-level bullshit. Mm-hmm. There's no deeper look at any of this. It's all just surface-level. Just Yeah, and there aren't even any loose ends to pull up to make you think. Yeah, like, like you said earlier, the whole crop thing. We hear at the very beginning, everybody, the... CDC or what have you is encouraging everyone to burn their crops to, you know, slow infection. We don't know what this is. We think this may help because somehow it's affecting the crops. Mm-hmm. The only reason they did Which it. Which is never explained. Nope. Well, first of all, then we get into food shortages. We're talking about supply and demand. We're talking about a whole bunch of different things if you really burnt all the crops. Yes. Number Which two. Which never comes into play in the film. The only reason I could see to have all burnt the, to have burnt the crops out is that they were filming during off season, nothing was growing. Or well, I mean, they wanted sight lines so that the idea is you could see anything coming. But they didn't even use that. There were no zombie hordes coming. Yeah, or if there was some strange fungus that had taken over and was causing some sort of mutation, creating zombies. Mm-hmm. Anything, anything besides just we recommend burning your crops. Right. And it was an aside. It wasn't like the CDC says burn all your crops because blah, blah, blah. 
Nah, it's, we it, just recommend that you burn crops to yeah, help slow infection. It's like the the futures, the stock belly future report in the morning. Oh, by the way, burn your crops, farmers. Thank you. Yeah. It's, man, Ouch. like we said, just all the conservative shit thrown in here. Oh. Everything is so on the nose. They don't explore any one avenue. This movie is goddamn frustrating. Oh, and please note that there is no alternative point of view. Let's take a look at the cast. Is there a Hispanic in the cast? Oh, no. Is there a black person in the cast? Uh, no. Is there even anybody vaguely Semitic in the cast? There is none of those things in neither the cast nor the extras. Exactly. There's not a lot of extras. But. No, but I'm just saying that the depiction that they put there is, you know, mm. a, a little bit of vision of middle America to some folks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I said, just going back to that conservative viewpoint of... You know, the government can't tell me what to do to my kids. It's almost like the, what is it, Christian scientists that won't let their children go to doctors. I think that's it. It's either that or the Adventists. I'm, I'm not sure. I think there might be a few of them that are like that. But yeah, the whole not allowing your children to go to the doctor, that fight. It, they try and incorporate that into here. Oh, yeah, because the cure, you know, instead of having this painful cure, they could have just shot them. They could have done anything but the painful cure. Yeah. And they yeah, set yeah. that up as a, like a negative, like, well, okay. Well, once you get to a certain, we'll have you, you know, get a, there's electrocution. There's a hundred other ways to kill something. Yeah. Slaughterhouses figured it out with that air powered thing yeah. that jabs into your brain. Yeah. You could just like no country for old men. I'm just walk up. Hey, pank. Yeah. Out. Yeah. But no, they have to have this painful death for no reason. Yeah. Except to have a dichotomy. Now you can either have them do a painful death in quarantine with the bad government people or you can you know cap them in the backyard by yourself yeah and then their family doctor brings him this is what they use in quarantine but it's very very painful and suggests james a doctor of medicine the whole point suggests that he shoot his daughter in the head sawed off shotgun hand on the pump yeah that's what he's suggesting the fuck out of my face. <laughs> yeah, that, again, I... A learned doctor of medicine... And again... Suggests that rather than turn his daughter over to the government where they are officially supposed to go so that they can contain a flesh-eating zombie apocalypse, his alternative is shoot her in the fucking head. Before I went full hate on this movie, again, I was trying to figure out maybe it was a moral thing with the Hippocratic Oath. No, fuck this movie, and fuck you for making me watch it. I, hey, man. Uh, granted, we did go through, what, three or four before we got to this one? No, well, this, was was just, this was right off the bat. This was, uh, I've never seen this. There's no way this can be good. I thought it was going to be funnier than it was. Yeah, I thought it was going to be so bad it's good it doesn't even do that. No. No. It's disinteresting and, at its heart, real stupid. And it's not even aggressively fine. No. No. And it's short. It is an hour and a half. Really? And it feels like I spent... That movie wasn't two and a half hours? I felt like I spent all day watching it. It was an ungodly grind. It's so bad. And if it wasn't for my dedication... no, I, I, Dude, I had to... You have no idea how many times I had to start and stop this movie. And then I had to go back and watch it because I couldn't watch more than ten minutes before it, it bored me to fucking death. 
<laughs> and it's a horror movie. It's not supposed to bore me to fucking death. <laughs> and the parts that aren't bo- boring are so mind-bogglingly stupid and right-wing that it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Another way this movie would have been even a touch better is when... Remember, remember they're at the, the zombie bonfire. Yep. And before they were complaining and kissing... He was explaining what it was like at those center because his uncle works there. Yeah. If they would have filmed that. So by that, yeah, um, they are somewhere, I would assume, in Kansas or Missouri because there's a Kansas City in both, and they reference KC a couple right. times. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it, it doesn't matter. I, I was just bringing that up because it, <laughs> it didn't really connect with me because I was so mind-numbed by this movie. Had they filmed The Carnage... At, at the all? quarantine center, like where they, they got, they couldn't even, they didn't even separate anymore. You got quarantined, you got punched in there with the cannibals, no matter where they were at. And then, you know, I would have, I would have, that would have made this movie, I would have bought into this movie. I would have had some stakes in this movie. I would have cared a little bit more because, oh my God, they're going to go to this horrible quarantine and they're going to still be aware and get eaten. Ugh, fate worse than that. That makes everything make more sense. But it seems like this kid is the only one with that knowledge. Uh-huh. How the doctor doesn't know, the police don't know. But this kid knows that this is happening. <laughs> yeah, fuck this movie. Fuck this movie. So, oh, we didn't even get into Julie Richardson's voice that she's doing, and I don't want to. I'm that, done. That strangled I'm, thing? I am done talking about this movie. I am too. Let's, let's fucking end let's this thing. Let's never think about this again. We shall never speak James, of this again. would you recommend this movie? Not only no, but fuck no. Not even to see? people I know who want to see a scary movie without being scared. No, it's not worth it. I, I will find another one for you. I disagree. I say watch it. <laughs> Well, that's because you're a sadistic fuck. Because, all right, this movie's bad, but it's bad in a very fascinating way. The viewpoints that they're trying to put out during it, they're making a conservative horror film. This movie's not for anyone. Is that anything like conservative humor? Yeah. It just doesn't fucking work? Yeah. it's mm. it's Like I said, watch it. It's fascinating. Don't watch it over and over like we did. That's fucking stupid. Just don't watch it. Yeah. Do yourself that favor. I mean, you can drift off, play on your phone, look up and just be like, Man, what? They're defending a zombie? All right. Hey, Arnold look, Schwarzenegger's going to fight the police over his uh, zombie daughter, eh? In the most lackluster fight ever made. <laughs> uh, just, I walked over him and pushed a axe... Or an axe handle on his throat. Yeah. Anyway, all uh, right, we're done here. Bye. Uh, James, anything to plug? Not yet. All right, you can find us on all the socials. Oh, if, look for Horror Vomit. We're around. Um, that's uh, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, sure. We call it? Yeah, let's be done. All right. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Go watch Maggie. Don't. Go watch. <laughs> we're giving them chores. <laughs> It's like cleaning the toilet. You don't want to, but goddammit, just go watch Maggie. <laughs> <laughs>